When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Then the Lord, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Welcome everyone to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Traveling Pulpit family, you know it goes without saying every day, every single day. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am because I am able to tell someone about the goodness of the Lord. And if necessary, I use words. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day as well. Traveling Pulpit family, I don't want to talk long today. I really don't. But you know, the Holy Spirit always has a way of getting in, turning that switch on, and man, we get down that runway and in the air like you don't believe. But on today, I just want to, just want to, I just want to connect with anyone who's willing to connect with the Traveling Pulpit podcast. It goes deeper than that. I want to connect with anyone who's willing to connect with me. We, in this generation... I can't say if we're the last generation because there have been generations before us who believe that they were the last generation. But I can honestly tell you that the things that the Bible has told us are now in preparation of being introduced to the world. And I want to continually, just like the minor and major prophets did in their day, I want to continually tell you about the goodness of the Lord. You see, Traveling Pulpit family, it's not about me. I'm just a servant of of the Lord God Most High. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes for the word to get out to those who need to hear the word. That's why this podcast exists. I know that that a lot of people don't want to hear the truth, but you're not going to get it from going to a popular pastor whose only intent is to tell you the things that you want to hear in this world. You're not going to get it from a popular pastor who only uh, uh, makes you feel good with the words that comes from his mouth. Anyone can tell you a lie so that you can feel good about yourself, but not everyone is going to tell you the truth that convicts your heart to know that Christ did not die in vain to save your life, but that you and I are sinners for whom Christ died for to give us a right to the tree of life. 
no popular pastor, no, 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 uh, pers- uh, what do you call them? Um, charismatic pastor is going to tell you those things because those things go against his plan. And that is to get rich, get rich off of you. How does he get rich off of you? By making you a friend to the world, which in turn makes you an enemy to God. You see that pastor, whoever he is, whatever his name is, whatever her name is, whoever she is, they have already made themselves an enemy with God. And they're trying to make you one by giving you the pacifying words that satisfy your ears. This is why Paul told Timothy that in the days, the generations will not be able to endure sound doctrine because the ears have been pacified. They have been sweet oiled up so that so that people will not withstand the truth. They will not want to hear about their sin. This is why people go against the Bible. You know, the Bible isn't real. The Bible is this. The Bible is that because they have made themselves an enemy to God by becoming a friend to the world. And what does that mean? James four, chapter four and verse four tells us that we as being the adulterous people. Those James says you adulterous people. We are the adulterous people. We are this adulterous generation. He says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Let's go back to verse four where he says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity? With God. That word enmity, where have you heard that word enmity uh, before? You've heard it in Genesis 3 and 15, where the Lord God said, I will put enmity between your seed, talking about Satan's seed, and the woman's seed, talking about the seed of the Messiah. He will put enmity between her and the serpent. Enmity. Now, what does enmity mean? Enmity means mutual hatred. You see, traveling pulpit family, when you become a friend of the world, God becomes an enemy to you, which means you hate God and he hates you. And that's a mutual agreement between you both. That's a mutual hatred, a mutual agreement between you and God. You love the world so much that you hate the God who created it and the God who created it hates you in return because you love the world. It's that simple. It's mutual hatred, enmity. That's what it means. So for all who are lovers of the world, who have made themselves an enemy with God, just know. That he hates you as much as you hate him. But when you become a friend of God, that's when the world hates you. When you become a friend to God, that's when the world hates you. That's when the enmity switches over. You have become an enemy to the world and the world will hate you because the world loves its own. That's why 
we're in the situation we're in now because the world loves those who love it. So what do the, what do people love in the world? Well, we are in a month celebrating the perversion of man, celebrating the acknowledgement that they are friends of the world and that they are being rewarded by the world and through the world. They are celebrating their perversion before all the world and they are telling the world here we are. We're not going anywhere. We are here. We are uh, we are coming out. Well, let me tell you something. You may be coming out, but you're going right back in. And when you go back in, you're not coming out because where you're going is called hell, the lake of fire. That's where you're going into. And when you go into hell, the lake of fire, you're not coming out of hell or the lake of fire. That is where you will go for all eternity. So you can parade now and believe in your own mind that you are doing what is right in your own eyes. This is why God destroyed the earth with water the first time, because man's heart was continually evil. And without that relationship with God, without that acknowledgement of God as as being Lord and King, Savior and Messiah, you will suffer the consequences for your actions. When you become a friend to the world, you become an enemy of God. Paul says over in Romans 1 and 28. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, conviciousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolescent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Man has given up the ability to serve God and has taken up the will to serve the world. And in doing so, the woman has done the same thing. So there are people who are parading, who are celebrating. There are business who businesses who are supporting. Romans has a word for you there also. It says down in 1 and 32, though they know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Let me tell you something, traveling pulpit family. When you practice sin, you become a slave to sin. Those businesses who are supporting those who practice sin are very much damned as those who are doing the damnation themselves. Traveling pulpit family, there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ. He is the only hope to save your soul. There is only one way to Christ, one way to the father, and that is through Christ. There is hope. 
There is a chance. There is a chance for you hearing this message for the first time to know that, yes, I have been living wrong. I have made myself a friend to the world and I do not want to live like that anymore. How can I make myself a friend to God? And at the same time, making an enemy of to the world. You do so, brother. You do so, sister, by accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Receiving the gift of eternal life. Asking him to come in and be your savior. To be your provider, to be your protector. He will come into your life. Does not mean that things of the world will get easy for you. Those things will get hard because you are leaving what was once your friend and your friend who you thought was your friend will begin to hate you and do things against you to try and persuade you to come back to him. But if you are grounded in the word of God, if you are passionate about serving the Lord, you will make yourself an enemy to the world, but you will be a friend to God and you will have a right to the tree of life. These words were not written in this book to try and persuade someone uh, to give up power because there was never any power for us in the for us in the for, power was given up in, in, in the beginning in the garden. That's where power went, where one man made the decision for the entire world. Another man came to sacrifice himself so that we could have a right to the tree of life. He is the power. His name is Jesus, the Christ. He is Jesus, the Messiah. He is Jesus, the King. He is Jesus, the conqueror of death, hell and the grave. And he is Jesus who will one day return again. If you know, uh, uh, the Bible talked about in Genesis six, the world being destroyed. He will, he will flood the world. And that's what he did. He found favor in Noah and he told Noah to build an ark because he is going to flood the world with water. But this time he's not going to do so with water. This time he's going to do it with fire. Second Peter three and 10 tells us that the day of the Lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with a roar. The heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed such all things to be dissolved. Meaning that this world is going to burn with fervent heat, a heat so hot, nothing will survive. Not even the, 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 uh, the angels that have left their abode in heaven and came to serve with Satan on earth. They won't even survive. It is the lake of fire before the lake of fire. Because remember, he's going to take all those things, all the sin, all the enmity, all the hate of this world. He's going to throw it into the lake of fire and he's going to start over again. He's going to start over again. And this time 
he's going to start over without sin. He's going to eradicate sin. If you notice, sin was not eradicated in the beginning because of Noah. Noah was still a sinful man. He was born of from a sinful seed that made him a sinner. So he was not perfect. God dissolving the water or, or releasing the water to dissolve the things of the earth, drown everything, cleanse everything was not the eradication of sin because sin still abounded through Noah, his wife and his three children and his uh, three daughter-in-laws. But this time, everything, everything is going to be dissolved in fervent heat. Nothing will survive. He's going to burn it to the ground. Then he's going to rebuild it back up again. This time, it's going to be without sin. This time, the tree of life is going to be in the middle of his kingdom where each month a new set of fruit will be produced that we will have a right to eat from and live forever. There will no longer be the sun nor the moon, day nor night. There will just be his presence with us always. But not everyone who serves the world that is a friend to the world will have an opportunity to experience this. Why? Because they have made themselves an enemy to God, which means they hate God. And in return, God hates them. It's mutual hatred. But I'm offering to you, traveling pulpit family, the hope in Christ, the opportunity to have that right to the tree of life. So that you can be with us, those who are being saved, so that you can Witness for yourself the tree in the middle of the kingdom that gives its new fruit every month that we can go and eat from. That your loved one who has passed on will be at that tree with you, eating from this, eating from the same true tree, the fruit that changes every month, gives a new fruit each month. Your friend that has passed in Christ. Your parent who has passed in Christ, your grandparent, your siblings, anyone who has passed in Christ and you have allowed yourself to become a friend of the world, making yourself an enemy to God. You run the risk of never seeing them ever again. But there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ. And I offer to you today that hope. You don't have to do the things of the world. To make yourself an enemy to God, you make yourself a friend with God and you let him deal with the hatred of the world towards you. All I can do is offer you the words. And these words are, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved, brother. You will be saved, sister. No longer do you have to serve the world in perversion, in abomination. No longer do you have to serve the world that way. You can come back to Christ. This is the reason why he sacrificed himself on the cross. This is the reason why he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
He wants that relationship with you, whomever you are, wherever you are, whatever you have done. He wants that relationship with you. He does not want you to serve the world so that you can be an enemy of his because he does not want to be an enemy of yours. He wants to be your he wants to be your savior. He wants to be your salvation. He wants to be the reason that you're being saved and not the reason that you're being dismissed from his presence to serve for all eternity in the lake of fire. Is that you? Is that you? Who am I talking to today? Who needs to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord? Who is there that I'm talking to that needs to believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead so that they will be saved? Who am I talking to today? I may never meet you in the flesh. I may, I may never talk to you on social media, but who are you that needs Christ this day? I know there's someone out there who needs him. I know there's someone out there who's listening to charismatic pastors and popular pastors for the word to be given to them. And all they're getting is emptiness, emptiness in the soul and emptiness in the pocketbook. I want none of those things for you. You keep your money. You serve the Lord with your money but fill your soul with his son, Jesus Christ, and the relationship that he wants to have with you. Am I talking to you? And if I'm talking to you, all I ask you to do is ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, to change you from where you are, because you cannot change yourself, but he can change you right where you are in the moment that you ask him to come into your life and change you, you will be changed. It's not rocket science, traveling pulpit family. There are no fireworks that go off on the earth when you ask Jesus to come into your life. What there is, is there is a book. And when you ask Jesus to come into your life, one of the angels will open that book and write your name in it. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your name gets written in that book. And once your name gets written in that book, the pen is put down. And it will not be erased. Why? Because that pen has the blood of Christ in it the blood of the lamb in it and your name has been written in the lamb's blood of Jesus Christ in the lamb's book of life guaranteeing you the right to the tree of life and salvation with Christ forever and ever but I do not know when the Lord is coming it's not my responsibility to know it's not my responsibility to look at the the clock the calendar the sky, no, calculations, no, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to tell you about the goodness of the Lord and the opportunity that you can have serving him as your Lord, Savior, and King. God bless you. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to come and share the word with you today. Again, this is not where you're going to hear the popular message of the world. You're not. 
What you're going to get is your heart stabbed with the word of God so that it bleeds the sin, the sickness, the pervertedness out of your heart so that what can be put in is the, the relationship, the peace, the salvation that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Traveling Pulpit family, reach out to me on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all Traveling Pulpit Ministries. As I said, I may never speak to you in this life. I may never even know you in this life. But in this life, you have hope. That hope is in Christ. So please do not make yourself a friend of the world, but make yourself an enemy to the world because doing so, you will make yourself a friend to God. And in these days and times, we all need to be friends of God. God bless you. I love you. If you must tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, or rather tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, and if necessary, use words. Again, I love you so much, and I look forward to doing this with you, if it is the Lord's will, real soon, either on this side or the side to come. But either way, the Lord will give you what you need in the time that you need it. God bless, and bye for now.